Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Do, you have, do you have much to say on it? Or yeah, do we have, do we have an intro? Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Perfect. We're never going to be able to tour there now. We're We're barred. We're barred from Australia. Two pet wagons. We are pre-recording this, so we can only assume everyone had a delicious Christmas and a glorious New Year. Yeah. And Um, it's only begun. It's only begun, really. It's only begun. Um, We're still, we're catching our breaths, our breath, ourselves, our breaths. Right. Anyway, doesn't matter. We are we are doing that and we are back next week with regularly scheduled programming. But we've got a special episode for you today. I was in Australia in November and had a great time. I'd never been. Um, got to experience the country like never before. And I loved it. I didn't, I wasn't sure if I would so far away. Um, but was very glad I went. But it's this is an episode we've been talking about doing forever about moving to Australia but obviously neither of us have moved I still haven't moved I just went for a holiday um so I called in the big ones I called in uh, my good friend uh Cormac Cormac O'Connor who is living over there who I went to visit in Oz I'm pretty sure and, Cormac um, do we have Cormac on for something before no but I I'm not gonna lie he's been dying to come on I really thought we had like years ago had him on for something I think we were Even due virtually. to have months something to do with uh Marvel and then it didn't happen and okay. uh Thank God, because neither of us would have been interested in that, really, would we? No. No. Um, he sat down to talk about how he's uh, got on in Australia, so... Yeah, nothing not like kicking off the new year by contemplating emigration. So Perfect, girls. Brilliant. Enjoy. Here's our chat. Enjoy. Cormac, how are you? Very good, yourself. Great to... Well, I've seen you for the last three weeks, so we're recording this literally the night before... I fly away, but it's great to have you on bandwagons. It's You've, great. I promised you a slot, I'd say, about 45 times, so I'm glad it only took me travelling 22 hours to make it happen. Yeah, 14, 15,000 kilometres. Yeah. Oh, don't say the kilometres. That makes that gives me climbing anxiety, honestly. Um, you're very welcome. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm very good now. All the better for having you in my company last few weeks. Oh, did you have a great time? It was very good, yeah, very fun. Yeah. Great to have you around. You're sad that I'm leaving now. Seamlessly. Seamlessly. Yes. <laughs> Seamlessly. <laughs> Perfect. Oh. Um, no, we have a crack, I think. You, you think? Yeah, I know, I know we <laughs> did. I'm, I'm too tired now, I'm delirious. I can't be about to get up. That fucking oh, quarter to three for a flight. Anyway, we're, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the country that we're in, the continent that we're currently on, Australia, and moving to Australia, because that is a massive bandwagon, but it's one that myself and Breed obviously haven't done, so we need to bring in someone yeah, yeah, who has yeah. done it. So, and I've obviously been here, I've been on a holiday, whatever, we're going to share our own takes, and she's going to share what she thinks Australia I've been now, so I can, yeah, yeah, can gloat about that. A, you have an opinion. I have an opinion, yeah. But I suppose, why did you want to emigrate, and then why 
Australia? Because obviously there are other places you could go to, but you chose Australia. Um, yeah, I suppose I just kind of wanted to experience something different. I was kind of like tired of Ireland, uh, just in terms of like what it could offer me. Uh, could have still stayed there a couple of years and like really thoroughly enjoyed myself, but it was just kind of the same events that I was always going to uh, in terms of like different parts of the country. I just kind of wanted to go and experience something new, a different culture, a different lifestyle and kind of be by the beach and the sea. Um, and just gain new experience because I do think you kind of learn a lot more from traveling than you kind of do just staying in one place for, uh, for too long. So, yeah, I just kind of took the chance to go away with my friends, kind of stress to them uh, back in February 2022 that I'd be moving to Sydney and kind of started kind of trying to get them to come with me. So it was either that was kind of the main option, really, because some of them had used their Canadian visas. So uh, it just seemed like a good place to be. And we would have got back to back summers, which we did. So we kind of skipped the season, which uh, was very, very good. And so, but what was your, did you know anyone that had moved out here before you got here? And I, whether you did or you didn't, like, what was your impression of Australia? Why was it, again, I know this, there's the obvious ones because it's like the nice weather in the sea or whatever, but like, what else did you know or did you think you knew? that you were like, this is the place I want to move to, at least temporarily? Um, I suppose there was, like, a number of factors. Um, you always kind of hear about their, like, how their lifestyle is very, like, good. Like, they're kind of, like, a laid-back culture and they have a good work-life balance. Yeah. Uh, so that was one of the contributing factors. And then, secondly, my group of friends, some of them had used their visas to go to Canada during college, so... Yeah. And with, with with the areas that they work in, uh, they wouldn't be able to work in Canada as freely. So, like, if I wanted to move with my friends, the majority of them couldn't go to Canada. Okay. So, I just remember being, we're on holidays with them and then just been like, right, I'm moving to Sydney in, like, May 2022. Then I eventually got pushed out to, like, October, November. But I just remember, like, saying it and be like, I'm doing this. And then I kind of, like, actively started, like, asking my friends, would they come with me? Um... So, and then I just picked Sydney out of Mel between Melbourne and Perth. It's just because I, I wanted the beach life, simple as. Like, mm. I know, like, people would say, like, oh, Melbourne has, like, the better nightlife, this, that, the other, uh, which is probably true. Um, it's very funny, though, and I've said this to literally everyone that I've met and I've spoken to, and I've said it to you a couple of times, how territorial, like, people who've emigrated, like, particularly Irish people, when you say... Even when I said I was coming here on Instagram, and I said I was based myself out of Sydney, people were like, don't stay in Sydney, you'll get bored of Sydney, whatever, blah, blah. Maybe if I'd spend the three weeks there, I would have felt like that, but, like, I didn't. And then other people, you've like, oh, don't go to Melbourne, don't go to wherever, don't, like, don't stay in Brisbane. It's funny, like, people are... And I know it's probably the same in Ireland, but, like, I found particularly, I suppose, with Sydney and Melbourne, it was very, like, you're either one or the other, and people get very defensive over... Yeah. Each of them. Yeah, like, I wouldn't, like, I think, like, I've been to Melbourne, I think it's great. The nightlife is very good, very nice city, very mm. cool. And, like, they equally get, like, just as good weather as Sydney people do. Mm. I just think we get the longer, like, the better weather for longer. Um, well, because Melbourne is more southern anyway, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, so I just think we just get it for that tiny bit longer. And, like, for me, I just wanted to have the beach life, live five minutes from the beach. Like, I just kind of went here for, like, the lifestyle. Like, I was, like, I possibly to get like a city experience later on if I moved to another country so mm. I just think I could like tick that box later down the line um I simply just wanted the beach life yeah that was like my one goal <laughs> now I should say as one Melbourne resident that I met while I was traveling was very adamant to tell me that there are beaches in Melbourne they're just not as close yeah they're not as close nice. I think her words were that you have to like seek them out and I was like okay yeah uh I think so and I just kind of like me and my friends like we'd go down to the beach like four, three, four times a week or go for an evening swim, hang out down there. That is the one thing that I've loved about here as well because I just feel like, again, unless you live by the beach in Ireland, which I, or in Dublin, sorry, I'll be specific about Dublin because it, technically when I was in Cork, I did live close to the beach. Um, in Dublin, if you do not live close to the beach, it is a fucking rigmarole to get there, especially if you don't drive. And like, I drive, so it's yeah. fine. But... It's like it's, and again, obviously there are parts of Australia where it's like there's, you could be so inland that you don't get the ocean, and obviously they'd be like, well, obviously it's very hard for me to access the beach, but I suppose I just loved that you'd come home from work and you'd be like, we go for a swim, and I was like, yeah, and then you'd be you'd have our gang as well, and it wouldn't be a big mass thing. You go down for half an hour, you leave. Like it's, yeah. it's just so like it. it's good fun. Like you see your friends like three, four times a week. Um, while if you're at home in Ireland, you wouldn't see them as frequently because just you wouldn't be going meeting up after work I suppose because you'd have no, like obviously you call around which I just wouldn't 
I met them all through Yeah. Maybe, uh, so how many of you travelled out here? I say all in all is like around 17 of us now. Okay. Um, we all kind of came between like between November last year and like February, March uh, this year. Uh, so it's been great like just to be able to do it, do, do it with my friends. Uh, great experience to do with them all. Uh, we're having great fun and like we all live within like a five minute commute of each other. Mm. Whether that's walking or whether buses so it's just great well that kind of answers my next question I was going to say what's the experience been like so far but I suppose more overall like I know the lifestyle and stuff but I think the one thing that I hear about is well actually there's two things I've heard about right so obviously the one the first thing is the visa and the jobs you're out here just over a year now the other thing I'm hearing about is I met up with my friend Nicole I'm not sure if she's listening if she is hello and she was saying, and to be honest, I've heard about this on the news, that, like, the housing crisis is, like, it, it is certainly a thing here. I feel like people, for some people, I think maybe naively think you leave Ireland and it's like, I'm sure everywhere else is grand. And it's kind of not, but I suppose what, where the housing issue differs here is that you're probably still paying the same amount of rent as you would be at home, but what you're getting is much better for the price. But let's come back to that. Sorry, let me park that because yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. getting too tangential. The jobs and the visa situation, what has that been like for you? You don't have to fucking get into the absolute nitty-gritty. Oh, it's been quite challenging. Um, oh, like, when I first came out here, I got a job within a month with a startup company that was, like, fine. Um, then I went away to my regional. Um, Can you actually, let's go even simpler, right? So someone is thinking about going and they don't really know what the crack is. So you get here... Okay, so you're not on a holiday visa. You obviously want to stay, but to stay. So no, you are on a holiday visa. Everyone comes over here on oh, a holiday visa. Oh, okay. So if you're coming out here, but uh, not like the one I did. No, you're just sorry. We're on sorry. We're on a working holiday visa. Working holiday visa. Okay. So with the working holiday visa, you can only stay with an employer up to six months. Okay. Uh, and then you must move on, or else the employer must choose to sponsor you. Okay. Um. So my advice for someone coming out here is that. Um, unless you like working construction, a teacher, or like working the hospital sector, uh, it can be quite challenging to find work. Uh, just because uh, many companies don't want to take on working holiday visas because of the work limitation, and they don't want to sponsor you either. Uh, obviously, it might be against company policy, or if it's like smaller companies. From my experience, they've just got burnt in the past by yeah. backpackers because, like, obviously, we just want to kind of travel experience, travel around Australia. So. It's kind of you just have to you just have to wait that bit longer and just keep applying. Uh, it is it can be frustrating. Like there's some sectors then like that are that are fine where they where, that are fine, but like um, it is overall a lot tougher. Mm. Um, and it's just like when they ask the dreaded question, "What visa are you on?" That's when like the facial expression kind of changed in the interview. Um, but again, like as I said, if you're in construction, teaching, nursing, this is the country for you for a couple of years. Um, yeah. But for everyone else, it can be just challenging. And you just have to like reach out to recruiters, schedule calls with them and hope that they can kind of find you some contract work or two different companies. From my experience, it's like the big multinationals weren't going to touch me because it wasn't their policy because I wasn't like obviously senior enough for them. And it's kind of like companies that were like or startups or... Um, less than like 10 years old that I was getting uh, more job opportunities with purely because like they haven't had backpackers before so they haven't really been burnt by us yeah <laughs> uh, so yeah it kind of just varies really so your specific experience then you came out you initially had a job at the startup yeah and initially I just didn't even want to I wasn't going to even entertain farm work I just didn't want to do it uh, yeah you really didn't want to no. so well sorry explain the regional work as well so it's something that it's, it's so, your, you just explain it actually, I don't know why I'm, I don't know why I'm asking <laughs> you and then attempting to explain myself because I don't understand. So if you would like to stay a second year in Australia, you have to go away and do your 88 days, so it works out to be like 13 weeks. Okay. And you must complete that before the end of your first year to be able to stay a second year. Okay. That second year still gives you the same working rights as before, it just allows you to stay in the country that bit longer, but... You, most people like will work in like either construction, uh, fruit picking, farming work. There is hospitality as well, but it all depends on the postcode. So you have to go into regional Australia to be able to do your, uh, to do your work. So like, for example, you can't do it in Sydney, you can't do it in Melbourne, yeah. can't do it in Brisbane. You have to go like, for example, I went to the Outback. People go up like 
up to the top like Cairns, uh, working hospitality there, pick bananas. But I just never had any interest in doing that. I was like, oh, like I, I've gone to college, I've gone to work, I'd like to cont- continue with my career. But then once I kind of landed... Um, no, I will say, was that a little bit naive of you? I, th- I would think like most people come out to... I get, obviously, I get the thing oh, of like, so... the p- like pride and like wanting, but like that, I don't, I know very few people who've like not been able or gotten out of the region unless like a partner or something has gotten sponsored. Do you oh, know yeah. what I mean? Ve- like very naive in the sense that like, um, but I just feel like when you come out here, you're like you have so many like ideas or like you kind of like set out how you're going to go about achieve it. And then when you kind of get into it you're just like whoa like your expectations just completely changed yeah and it's like it's funny seeing people coming out on the coming off the boat now and like talking to them you're just like oh god you're so naive but like in a good way just like but that was you also oh, once so upon a time like I've learned now like I'm not like not forward planning anymore and just like looking after today and yeah. then tomorrow we look after itself. That's it. Um, but anyway, so you ended up doing your regional in the Outback, but you actually got hospitality work. Yeah. Talk to me about that. So I went to... Do place, you know where it was called? Yeah, Bar called then. Okay. So um, so basically it was like this small regional town with like 1,500 people lived there. Okay. There was two bars. I was in the popular bar where people do their party on the weekends. There were like two grocery stores, a cinema that used to get one film every week, but it takes like six to eight weeks to get there from the release date. So, for example, when I went out there in April, I'd just seen Air when it was released, and it came to the Bark Hall in, or, well, Bark, as they know it, uh, cinema, like, in June. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, my God, how long are those people waiting for Barbie? Has Barbie even come out yet for them? I say it has just about. Just it, about, it, <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally. Um, sometimes they might have two films on there because, like, they cater for the children. Oh my god, what a treat! Yeah. Did you go to any of the kids' movies? Be honest. No, no, I only got to go to one movie. That's such a strange. I fully would have gone to some of the kids' movies if I was. Well, sorry. Okay, I again, I'm talking as if the audience know. You're out there. You're doing your 88 days. What was the experience like? Mentally, physically, everything. Because I suppose, well, physically, in one sense, it's like. It's hospitality, so like not being funny. It's not necessarily like I'm not. This isn't to say that it's not hard work. Sorry, but like in terms of actual manual labor in comparison to like the mines and shit like that, like it's not. Oh no, 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 yeah, no. It's not comparable that way. No, what no, I'm like it was the dream for me in that sense because I didn't have to do construction or farm work. So from the offset, I was like, this is perfect. Went with my friend Rachel when we arrived. There was two other Irish girls there, so it was like that was fine. Um, but it was just so different than any I kind of experienced before, people-wise. Uh, so the owner was like, we lived upstairs above the bar. It was basically like this one big wooden house. Okay. Um, worked with the, our, our boss was called Nana. Everyone called her Nana. Um, she was like very old-fashioned. Like the, I like the way to succeed in the job was like to be efficient was to be in, in, inefficient. So like at the start, we were making lists and like taking a lot of bottles out from the store and... And I was like, no, just take one at a time. Uh, and she just always wanted, like, service. If someone dropped their their schooner, serve them straight away, like, as if your life depended on it. So it just kind of... Schooner got, pint? Uh, no, less than a pint. Less like, than a pint. Yeah, and they just do it because, like, uh, it stays colder and fresher. Okay. Um, so it was just an experience, like, cowboys do exist. Uh, and the old cowgirl, like, they're, like, in terms of people, I now understand, like they're like 20 years 30 years behind in the way they think about the world like a lot of like not a very and again not to generalise obviously we're not going to speak for all of these people but I'm sure some of the people you met maybe not particularly progressive about things no no so backwards so backwards like some of the stuff like they would say to the girls when they'd be working behind the bar uh, it was just like like out of line yeah that's the one thing I've noticed as well from especially people who kind of worked in hospitality the different and you, you, it's something you've been good at acknowledging, like the different experience men and women have had doing it. Oh yeah, like the like you like at the beginning, it's like a culture shock when you hear like you're shocked that they're saying that saying it to you, and then by the time like you, obviously do not give examples, but like presume like again just to spell out for people, like I'm assuming very like sexist. Yeah, yeah, sexist. Like yeah, they're just like sexist, things. racist, homophobic, yeah. like. You're just, how can you speak to a woman like that? Yeah. Um, yeah, just bizarre. And then you kind of, not that you become conditioned to it, but like you're just like, you're kind of just like, right, I like, you just kind of 
acknowledge it to an extent and like walk away. But when the new people are taking over from us, like and they are kind of shocked by it, you, you kind of not that you get normalized too, but you're just like right, you just ignore you're just it. disassociating. Yeah, uh, and like then you just see how they you see how they react, how we were at the beginning. Mm. Um, but no, like it was just like it was just a good, a different experience. Like all I did, sorry, is like work. Work, play football manager and go to the gym. On Thursday, me and Rachel go off to Roses and things, this nice front spot, which was like a 20 minute walk. And it was the highlight of my week. I could not wait to get that chicken burger cup. <laughs> <laughs> Did you find it hard? Like, or was it like grand up until a point? It was like being in, like in a lockdown. Okay. Like, like, like lockdown level five or red, red, because I didn't leave, I only left the town once. Yeah. When, like, some nurses, uh, Took me to nearby towns so like an hour and a half away, um, called called Longreach, but um, I didn't find it hard. It was just like time, like time was going fast, but like nothing was happening. Mm. Like when I got back to Sydney, it was like I think it's the closest feeling I'll ever get to being like released from prison. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I was like, like I went from seeing like the like the bare few like just youths everywhere, like youths like terms like the vehicle and that like okay. Um, I still don't know what that is, like, but I appreciate you. It's like a truck, really. Okay. Um, and then, like, I went, went from seeing, like, just one bar, one grocery store, seeing, like, McDonald's, Skyride buildings. Like, I was like, I had, like, my social life was back again. I was just like, I had plans, I had a future. Like, we were just, like, surreal. And then when Rachel came back, like, a few days later, like, we were both grinning from ear to ear for, like, for the first few days. Um, it was a good, I'm glad I experienced it. I like, got to see that side of Australia. Like, uh, they love their, like, like their very country and, and what they like. Mm. And, like, the different festivals that they had on in the, in the village for the limited time we were there was good to experience. Um, but, yeah, just, it's, yeah, it was just an eye-opener to how, like, how a lot of the world, or some of the world is still not as progressive as we like to think it is. Yeah. Okay, you do your regional work, you come back to Sydney. What happens then? Is it all... Is it all plain sailing? No, I kind of go into short-term retirement. Yeah, okay. Uh, so Love I was, that for I you. I was retired for a few months. Um, went and saw, went to the Women's World Cup uh, in Sydney and Brisbane to cheer on Ireland. And then did a small bit of travelling. Yeah. Did like Fraser Island, Nice and Brisbane like you did last week. And then I was just like job searching then. Um, getting interviews. I had one or two contract offers then to get like taken away. Uh, and again, it was like the visa that was the issue. They're hoping to take me on as contractors, and then, then eventually I get a job. I get three jobs in the space for a week in October. So, yeah, I've been working out the last month. So life is great again. Everyone's back from the regional. So, you're thrilled to bits. Thrilled to bits. What about in terms of money? Again, obviously you don't have to get into specifics about your own situation, but like, I got here, and because I'm a fucking dummy and idiot, and I don't understand currency conversions, I was like wow, it's actually not that expensive over here. But that's not the case. I think, to be honest, the only thing that's really cheaper over here, and to be honest, leagues better, is coffee, if you're going for like a coffee or something. How have you found, I suppose, the money in terms of like earning and also spending? Do you find it an expensive place to live? Yes, uh, I do. But Great, I think- perfect. Will we end the interview now? <laughs> No, I do. I, I think like if you lived in Dublin previously or like London, like you won't like you won't be as like shocked because like it's like it's like Sydney is like the most expensive city out of the three of them. Um, so in that regard, you wouldn't be like but coming from Cork, like a lot, like the rent was like all like double uh, groceries and like the buying drinks on a night out is like ridiculous. Mm. Uh, like it's okay buying spirits, but like schooners are pints, so you're you could be spending like sixteen, eighteen dollars. I don't know, that's like like eight, ten euros, ten euros a drink. Yeah. So you quickly go through it and like it is a bit more expensive like to uh, to dine out as well. Uh, that's what my Melbourne friend said actually, who's from Melbourne, like it's, you can get like better food out of, you can get great food at like more reasonable prices in Melbourne while you have to pay like top dollar for it in like Sydney. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is like, I suppose it is that bit more expensive, but I but like, you kind of do like people tend to earn a bit uh, better money out here as well than what they would do at home um so it's it's fine what about rent then and the gaffs did you find it hard to get a place over here no a lovely place we, yeah, obviously we, i've stayed here for the last yeah two and a bit weeks we're very fortunate so the way it works here is like 
sorry, just context, like, the closer you are to the beach, I think the older the apartments are, so, like, our one is, like, very spacious, like, our hall is, like, so long. Yeah, <laughs> and your gaff is, like, less than a time when I walk to a country beach. Yeah. Uh, Not to give out your address, but... Yeah, but we got lucky. At the time when we came over, there was, like, a subletting company called Easy Rent, so we were in a hostel for the first two or three weeks, and then Mad Monkey by the beach, or could she? And then we had a sublet for a month, so we were kind of fine. And then within the, I think within like the second or third week, we got, we got a place where we couldn't move into like the, to like the end of December. So it was like suited us perfectly, but like we were fine with moving in. But like there are horror stories of people like waiting like seven, eight weeks. And it is a lot tougher if you do come out on your own. Uh, but like when you're applying for these, like when you're applying for the houses, like you have to give like a lot of like your bank accounts, uh, statements, you, your landlord uh, references, even employer references. Um, you know, what else do we have Again, to... I think that's gone kind of standard for home, but like, I'm like, what? The, like, what the? F- they're only short of asking for like a fucking autobiography. Like, you know what I mean? I just. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. And then you give like a comprehensive like bio about yourself as well. Um, I like long walks on the beach. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Give me a go, <laughs> Yeah, but like it is, it is challenging because like everyone has the same good ideas then uh coming over and like from september onwards get like back-to-back summers and like it's just like it's peak season everyone wants to live by the beach so it is it is tough it is tough and like you go to the viewings and there could be like 50 to 100 people that there. was the thing that i heard like that the viewings are as as bad but potentially worse than ireland because i know i spoke to someone and they i don't know if it was their experience or their sharing experience with someone else but the whoever it was went to the viewing and it's like in Ireland like you queue up and it's in some way like don't get me wrong it's soul destroying and like sometimes the queues can be big but like a lot of the time you might actually get in to look at a house this person was like there could be the 50 or 100 people turn up to the house and it's like every man for themselves like just led into the house like climbing all over each other yeah. climbing all over each other even uh, what they do as well is like they photoshop the photos in the apartment so like you have to furnish all the apartments here. I found that nuts as well. And I was when I was walking around, kind of the first days I got here with the jet lag, and like I went somewhere for breakfast, and there was you know cabinets and stuff out on the side of the road. And that's not to say that that never happens in Ireland, but it's definitely nowhere near as common a thing as it is here. Yeah. So basically, if well, again not generalised, nearly everywhere comes unfurnished. So then you have to furnish the gaff then yourself, which obvi- comes at another expense for whatever on top of whatever you're paying in rent. It's kind of mad. Yeah, but like yeah, it is. And but like when you want to view the apartments on like line, they'll have them photoshopped. Like so, they'll have like as if like a bed is here, like a dinner table, and like you think like you're getting an unbelievable place and you walk into it like, whoa, this is nothing like the photos. So you kind of, and some of the like, the editing is so good that you kind of think it's real like. Oh uh, So like, oh, I should have showed you some photos before, but yeah, it's just kind of mad. Uh, yeah. And like the furnishing, yeah, that, like we were furnishing like the week before Christmas. Uh, it's lucky you can get like Uber cars out here so you can rent fans and you can kind of get be lucky and get a lot of things for free mm. uh, and quite quite reasonable well, like, it, it still is it's still is an, it's actually still an expense though yeah uh, like yeah because you have to put down your bond which is like your say like a month's deposit that goes to like a third party agency so then when you move out they'll inspect it and then they'll decide how much you uh, you get back and then you have to put down like two weeks uh, we have to put down two weeks rent 
But then, like, the annoying thing is we have to pay our rent weekly. That Yeah, when you were trying to explain how much you're paying and you were to talk about it in weeks, I was like, just tell me what it is a month. I don't know why. Don't basically do a fucking maths here. Like. Um, yeah, but, yeah, it is kind of uh, challenging. And then, because you want to go away, need to go away into your region, you need to get your, like, house filled. And that can be challenging come, like, the winter time because everyone, again, leaves and need and to go do their regional work. So, yeah. like, we got lucky. Uh, we got lucky. We had people for our house, uh, for our rooms, but like it is, it is a challenge. It's not always the case, yeah. Yeah. What are the best things about Australia? Um, the weather, like the weather, just the, like they just really like kind of seize the day. You know my yeah. Uh, you love to seize the day. You but, like, love an old carpet, yeah, yeah. They just get, make the most out of the day. Like they like they're up at like five or six o'clock and. They're running, walking their dogs. Like I went to the gym this morning at six. It was like packed. It was like it was, it was peak time after work. Yeah, all the cafes open at like six and yeah. then close at two or three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like getting up for sunrise. It's the fact that you can like meet your friends at like six o'clock in the morning and like have a coffee and just be like socialising. Like you never do that in Ireland. And like, and then when you're like commuting to work, you just see people having a coffee at six o'clock and they're just chatting they re- and they just make the most out of the day really yeah uh, I wouldn't say like they have a great work life balance I say it's like back in the same as Ireland they just seize the day they just make the most out of it mm. and it gets darker earlier so like I suppose it's easier to go to bed as well yeah um, yeah just been living by the beach going for the swims uh, we have like a lot of nice like cliff walks that we kind of do uh, so it's kind of like we're not living in the city like we're, we're nearby the city but like we're kind of mm. out how far it's like 40 minutes on the bus to the CBD. Yeah, yeah, t- uh, yeah, t- 25 minutes, half an hour, yeah, depending on traffic, yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's sorry. definitely like 40 minutes. Yeah. I will say the buses are good over here even though it's privatised. Yeah. You said they're not, but like I haven't had actually any issues with buses so far. Sometimes they just don't like turn up because like apparently they... No, they drive furiously. Oh, they're driving. I've never seen cars drive as fast. I've never seen drivers like less reluctant to pull over. Fuck me. Uh, they just drive over the roundabouts. Like, yeah. You're not supposed to go around them. Uh, sometimes when they're stopping, then when they stop, you're just... It's crazy. And then they just... Drivers, everyone just beep at you if you're driving, if you haven't like gone after not no point one of a second after traffic lights. Um, yeah, Aussies aren't as laid back as I think we think they are. Do you think that's a misconception people have? Yeah. Well, again, we're kind of generalizing there, but anyway, it's fine. It doesn't matter. But yeah, we're gen- not yeah. everyone's like surf up, dude. That was an American accent, but whatever. You get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I just like I think the one thing I noticed is like the big difference between the like Irish. We have a, have like a willingness to help, even like a randomer. Like we'd be asked. Remember when we went to that? And so I was asking that uh, that boat driver where we should go for like tourist recommendations, and he's kind of like just didn't. Oh yeah, he did not care about us. Yeah, like, he, like no, like an Irish person will give you like their Irish uh, yeah. opinion. But there was an Irish person there, and we kind of fobbed him off, didn't we? Do you remember a man that lived there? Yeah, he. We not that we fobbed him off. We took not that we fobbed him off. No, we were chatting away to him. Like, but I think he should have been the person to ask. We just didn't think. We gave us. Because then we told us that there was no toilets on the island, and then oh, the but he did. Then he told us about the secret not toilet, toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, also the public amenities in Australia are just very, very good. Like there's a, like there's a lot of uh, public barbecues where people can have a barbecue in the evenings or during the day. Uh, in terms of, like public toilets, uh, showers on the beach, uh, change rooms. It's just the public toilets are so good ever, and that's not to say like. Some of them are obviously disgusting because it's just toilets or whatever. Yeah. But like, even like to be honest, disgusting is way too strong a word. Like some of them are just like, it, they're bank because it's like public toilets or whatever. Everyone's using them. But like, they're well kept, they're well serviced, they work, they're open. Yeah. That's what it, that's what struck me as well. It was just that it was like every... But like even in... It, it, I suppose because it, it, it's the one criticism that I hear often of Dublin and it's not necessarily that I like agree strongly or disagree strongly, but like... That basically that Dublin doesn't cater for the people that live there anymore. It's catering for like tourists and stuff like that. Whereas I found here you could definitely see the examples of like where they were trying to best serve the public and like make it a really livable, enjoyable city to live in, walk around, do the things you want to do. Yeah. Like, and that's just one of the examples, I think. Yeah, like for example, Kudji, by the beach you have like the chain rooms and the toilets. Then like up the steps there's another set of toilets and then on the with the grass hills to the left, which is like five hundred meters not even, there's another set. Uh they're just plentiful. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's like the showers then uh, that they have uh available to the public. It just 
it's kind of very well set up and they do also have like obviously they do have the weather and stuff um and people just don't vandalize or take it like don't wreck it so like just it's just kind of ideal for that it's just very well set up and even like the national parks you can't really complain uh what are the worst things about australia in your opinion the worst things about australia um the worst things I think it's interesting to speak to you because I think if I spoke to like generally I don't think you're that homesick before we recorded this you said the only time you felt homesick was <laughs> when All Together Now was on which is yeah, in yeah. hindsight an absolutely hilarious statement I was dreading that from day one once I <laughs> <laughs> like I was dreading it oh my god uh, um, but I like I think if I was to speak to someone else they'd be like the distance the time difference the, that's not to say that it doesn't affect you I don't want to speak for you but no, I no like Sometimes it's alright tough like ringing home or like being in the mood to like talk home because like you're after like your day's work and then you're, you're aware that like you haven't spoken to your parents like in a week so you're just like oh sometimes you just can't be like so you just don't want to chat your social batteries kind of fried. Mm. Uh, so it kind of is challenging. I think it's more challenging at the moment being like 12 hours behind. Uh, yeah. Because like ringing, I think I rang my mom the other day at half six in the evening and then as I was ringing, I was like, oh, I wonder what time is it in Ireland? It's like half seven in the morning. So, like, it's just kind of a bit more challenging. I haven't really suffered from homesickness at all, apart that one weekend. Um, we're from all together now, when you couldn't see Lord. Lord, yeah. But, but anyway, uh, be, beyond that, what else? Oh, what else don't you like? I suppose that's just like, as I touched on there, like, they don't have a willingness to help. Uh, sorry, I felt like I had more, but... I just, okay, love, I just do like love the lifestyle. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I suppose it's all okay. What's your plan then in terms of? Are you do you want to divulge on this podcast in terms of your plan for staying? Um, are you leaving? Are you going? Or what are you doing? At the moment, I do think I'll be finished after the two years. Was uh, that always the plan? No, I was always kind of open to like staying longer. But it was funny when I was like leaving, I was like, I was like, oh, I'm so open to stay, to staying out there longer or settling. And then as I got closer, I was like, I was like, no, nah, you're not. And then when I was leaving, I was like, no, I was open to the idea. Um, but now like I kind of like as I said, like there's like seven, like twelve, seventeen of us came out here together, mm. and I haven't made too many new friends. So like my 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 lifestyle and everything I built is around my friends like if they all go home in the morning like it's a completely different landscape for me uh, in Sydney um, but I think I just like I do kind of want to be close back in York or just closer to home and like there's just a lot of places I just haven't seen in Europe and the rest of the world and Australia is just so far away from all that from all that side of things um, so yeah I'm just not thinking too much about it and just let every day come because I just season the day well, like I, I had so many fans last couple of months. Like, for example, I was going to go solar backpacking for three months at the end of this, but now that planned out the window. So it really changes from what day of the week you speak to me. Okay, well, I won't ask you to look into a crystal ball <laughs> that far into the future, but what, where are you thinking in terms of, is there anywhere you haven't been yet in Australia there, like, I really want to go to? I want to go to Uluru Rocks, Ayers Rock. Yeah, I do um, kind of wish I'd done that this trip. And I want to go to Whitsundays up uh, north. And then I want to do summer western Australia, like Sea Perth. I have family over there. So I have, I say, I'd like to go travelling for like four weeks. Um, different spots in Australia that I haven't been to. So I'll probably do, hopefully in the new year, we'll do a bit of uh, the east coast, finish off the east coast because I've done kind of top and the bottom half of it. I just need to do the middle. Uh, so it'll be Western Australia really and Ayers Rock especially Ayers Rock I think that'll be a very cool experience yeah um, and the Outback is kind of cool with that because like Australia is kind of like a four or five countries in one um, yeah like Western Australia is completely different to like uh, the East Coast and then like even like Tasmania is different again and Northern Territory so yeah there's a lot to see for sure for sure if anyone's listening to this and they're thinking about moving, what advice would you have for them? Save a good bit of money to give yourself that like safety net because it could take you one, two, three months to get work. I'd also say like come open minded, like don't kind of restrict yourself. Like I previously like didn't want to do uh, regional work, but like I kind of quickly learned that like if I got sponsored, then you're kind of like restricted to where. Like that, like say if I got sponsored in Sydney, you can only like kind of 
stains any then for work it, and sorry to ask you if you're sponsored then you have to stay for two you definitely have to stay for two years then don't you yeah you kind of do yeah that's the kind of agreement you have with your employer but then it's like there's like a path to PR like some people have suits but like permanent residency yeah uh, sorry yeah but if you if you take a sponsor then you're kind of like you're stuck to that one location like I know I'm going to probably stay my time at the moment in Sydney but like at least by doing a regional you give yourself that flexibility mm. of um of moving somewhere else if you want to and it is a good experience like it, like it is you get the experience that you wouldn't have done otherwise um so yes i would just say consider doing your regional work if you haven't done um save off money just be patient uh when it comes to trying to get work and just like reach out to recruiters and get involved like i was like i know i haven't really got involved uh but like there's a lot of like especially for like girls there's like different like book clubs like sunrise socials there's like like there's running clubs now i'm going to try and get involved in one of them but like that you can like, kind of live the lifestyle you want over here you can either like part your way you can like make it as wholesome as you want there's just like a lot to do uh so you can kind of have whatever life you kind of want i love that well i'm gonna miss you anyway where have the three weeks gone so quick hasn't it so quick it's just oh, i feel like i have to come back now because like, i kept saying i was like i'm i came over because i'll never probably come here in the future and now i'm like i have to come back and like finish what i started finish what you started yeah we'll see if that happens but we'll see you'll be long gone anyway i'll see you back in ireland next see. christmas i actually don't know when this is coming out so maybe i shouldn't say that but yeah i'll see you at some point no i'll be back for the summer i'll be back for, for a wedding in the summer so you'll see me in july we'll definitely see yeah yeah i might, I might you know i could be very busy in july you could be very busy in july when you get back oh i'll be booked and busy but i'll have you booked in. oh you're very good well, speaking of books and busy, thank you for making yourself not busy but and booking yourself in uh, to talk to bandwagons today. Much appreciated. Where can people find you if people want to find you? Uh, if you... Your face looks like <laughs> you don't want to reveal that information. So, you know, if you want to remain mysterious and interesting, that's also fine. Uh, yeah, you can just... Yeah, look, you, you'll tag me enough on this. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to follow me. People know where to find you. But yeah, give me a follow if you want, I suppose. <laughs> Cormac, thanks so much. You're welcome back. Thanks for having me. Whenever you move to whatever fucking country you move to next. Thanks. See you all soon. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. So that was Cormac. Um, and that was I, me. I need to watch my back. He's, oh, why? Are you afraid? Uh, he's. That was just, it was good. Maybe, okay, not maybe. to rat him out, but we did have to do a couple of takes on the answers. Sorry, Cormac, so I think your job is it. No, but I like it. He was a perfectionist. He knew what he wanted to he say and he, wa- and he wasn't yeah, happy until he said it. And that's... What that do makes... you think? Did he did he sell you the Australian dream? See, my, I've made my bed. I can't. Okay, but like, let's exist in a hypothetical universe where... Hypothetically, if I had no child Nora now. still exists, but like, we'll say Australia is much closer and you've... In trillions of euro. If I had, if I had no responsibilities, um, in an alternate universe, if I hadn't had kids yet, maybe yeah, possibly I could be swayed. I think Mark would do it in a heartbeat. I don't think I, I just can't imagine doing parenting over there with no support, like by from yeah. family or friends or whatever. I think that would be the hardest thing to move anywhere, even to move like half an hour away and not have. Her, her, our moms or like s- siblings or whatever to like jump in and give us a hand when we need it. It's so far. Like it's, I actually couldn't even really contemplate it when I had gone, you know, you know, like, yeah. like, cause I had flown, I can't remember if I said this on another episode, but I flew Dubai, Dublin to Dubai, Dubai to Sydney. And like all together it was 22 hours. Christ. And I know you can get a direct fl- flight, I think to somewhere in Australia from London and it's like 19 hours. And I'm like, I couldn't think of anything worse than being... And I wasn't that far off it. Like, my second flight was, like, kind of 12, 13 hours. It's just... It's so far. Yeah. It's... Yeah, but it is so sunny. So warm. And I do think you'd love so it. Because relaxed. it's all beaches. It's all yeah. really nice hikes, really nice walks. You still get nice weather, but you don't have to go, like... Cr- like, up north is obviously way, 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 like, crazy, crazy hotter. Hot, yeah. even. Terrible English, like Queensland and all that, but like yeah. Sydney and Melbourne, I found. Now again, I went to November. It's much much hotter now. Even I was talking to Cormac recently, and he said uh, he has two fans on the go now because he's just like. And then I think the other day their electricity went, and he woke up like 
in the middle of the night just because the fans had obviously shut off and he was it was like fucking he said it was horrific yeah um but i think he'd really like it yeah mark enjoyed it when he was there didn't he where was he again he was in melbourne okay he had friends there and he went over i wish i'd done more time in melbourne yeah he went over to see his friends and like kind of saw the cities and chose melbourne but i i was like why why did you not want to stay there long term or like why did you not think about living there like for the rest of your life and he said it was because he met me but i don't know (laughs) brownie points he would 100 percent go back in a heartbeat especially this time of year when it's dark and like not sunny or warm i went when the wet with the weather was just starting to get shit here and like to be in australia when the weather was now i'm gonna be honest the first couple of days we got there the weather was like very average and i was like what the fuck is this about and then it got much nicer um but like to be somewhere sunny and warm there's a lot to be said for it i'm very on board with the winter sun now but i just don't think i'll go as far next time just a lot what tell me this a lot of people are nervous about the spiders and stuff over there what did you see anything like that anything that made Um, you jump didn't see anything saw some dingoes on uh, Kigari Island otherwise known as Fraser Island which is something that a lot of people who are travelling do it's like a big sand mm-hmm. island and people go camping there and it's very Mass just a lot of like there sometimes yes it's very you can do you know, yeah you don't have to camp there as well like there's hotels and shit like that but it's obviously much cheaper to camp but like you could do the 4 by 4 experience like I did whereas like you're in a tour and you're all driving along the sand and you're seeing these like incredible like they're not beaches but they're like lakes and it was just like nothing I've ever seen before it was class mm. um so saw dingoes there didn't see any spiders was in the presence of a snake I think I talked about this before when we were camping it was a hundred percent on the foreground it was Cormac um <laughs> but I a lot of the Irish that I had spoken to over there had seen at least one or the other and I was like yeah it is just mad that they're just living there. But apparently they're like very, Aussies are like very chill about it. When I was, st- I was staying in Coogee, which I talked about before. And when I got there, now these weren't wild animals, but some fella had kept a load of snakes and they ended up escaping from his gaff and it was like oh making the news in Coogee. I was like, I could absolutely do without this right now, girls. <laughs> just a python around Coogee, like for fuck's sake. Um, did it ever appeal to you? No. No, now, like, I'd love to go and travel it, I think, at some stage in the future when I don't have a toddler hanging off me and it's more feasible. I think we'd love to go and do, like, maybe New Zealand and Australia. My brother did it for his honeymoon recently, last year, recently, this year, maybe. This year. Did, like, uh, New Zealand, Australia, Fiji in, like, two or three weeks. And I think something like that would be nice. I'd like to do that. It would be deadly as a honeymoon, but, like... It would probably, if you were to do it like real nice, it would probably be an absolute fortune. Because even yeah. the amount of money I spent there and like, I wasn't exam- exactly like, well, I didn't pay for accommodation, first of all, bar Melbourne and like when I was traveling around Rainbow Beach and Nooks and stuff like that. But like when I was in Sydney, I was staying with Cormac. Um, I just spent so much money on food, which yeah. like I was ha- like, that was the plan. I'm not like, but it is also just, I don't know, I think, and I'm, pretty sure me and Cormac essentially covered this but like I think I don't want to say there's a grass is greener mentality and that's not to say that like Australia isn't I loved it and I totally get why people go there but the housing crisis from speaking to people when I was there because I met up with other friends there the housing crisis is as bad in Australia in terms of demand but what you can get for your money is better right yeah but in terms of like it's the exact same situation as you know the crazy daft listings here where it's like you're queuing around the corner and you know and it's like hard to get a place yeah 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 i've seen that on instagram with a few people groceries are like really expensive eating out generally well again i've heard that like if you want to eat out like and i did kind of find this if you want to eat out in Sydney to like get really, really nice food, you do kind of have to like seek it out. Whereas like, I think you can get more bang for your buck in Melbourne. Okay. Um, the only thing that I found cheaper was coffee, like to get a coffee. Beyond that, it was all kind of similar yeah. enough-ish to Ireland, to be completely honest. Yeah. But you make a lot more, isn't that the, that's the payoff? Like your wages yeah. are better. Yeah. Interesting. 
So I think uh, I think this is going to be useful for a lot of people who are probably contemplating a new life heading into this new year. Yeah, especially with, I don't know if you saw that study recently about us being like the loneliest fucking people in the world, Irish people. Mm, yeah. Like across all, like it, we, we're, we're, we're in a real epidemic it's, and it's not just like old people because I think that's a thing we see when, or I think that's a thing we we're just like, oh yeah, like old, obviously old people are lonely because they're old. I don't say that flippantly, but like hopefully you get what I mean. But yeah. It's across the board. Everyone is mm. like really, really struggling. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a tough time of year for people everywhere. And I just think we all need to just talk about it. Yeah. Just go easy. But it, it's cause like it's all these factors in Ireland where it's like everything's so expensive. You know, yeah. you can't go, you're like. Hard to come by. We can't get anywhere to rent. It's too expensive to do anything socially. Like communities were fucked. Like it's, mm. yeah, it's. Wow, what a cheery fucking note to start the year on. Sorry, guys. <laughs> anyway, um, I did like Australia. If you are, if you are, <clears throat> excuse me, if you are there, if you are, would like to share tips with anyone who's moving soon, it's at Van Wagon's podcast on social media and we will share a few on our stories or anything else, any funny experiences. If you have any way. negative downsides to move, if you've moved your whole life to Australia and now you have like realistic disadvantages we want to hear those too and their house is full of spiders yeah give full us the full of spiders. picture yeah make me feel better about it and tell me why I shouldn't go or shouldn't want to go um send Brie a honeymoon itinerary she yeah. would really appreciate that yeah I wish I'd done New Zealand but anyway maybe next time maybe next time there's always time okay Don't we're back next week, week. on Goodbye. patreon patreon.com forward slash goodbye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.